Hey. Is this thing on? Oh, it is? Word, word. You are now listening to Lecture Hall, brought to you by studentunionsports.com. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Sorry I'm late. It's just like this new schedule is totally confusing. Infiltrate the dealers, find the supply. We get to be brothers? Infiltrate the dealers, find the supply. I'm a peacock! You gotta let me fly! Hey, Greg, why don't you go piss your pants again? That was like eight years ago, asshole. Now you're all in big, big trouble. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a somber episode. Even though everything's okay, it's a somber episode of Lecture Hall this week. Welcome. It is your boys. It is Big Hoppa. It is a shooter. As always with you, we're glad to be here. We're glad you're here with us. Shooter, hit me with the silly bus. What's up, guys? Classes in session. Uh, elephant in the room biggest news story of the day tiger woods car accident this morning we'll dive in dive into that a little more in the golf golf talk later but i didn't want to seem like we're just pushing that to the side it's kind of a big deal he's alive he's healthy but kind of a big deal well i don't know about healthy but oh and he's alive so that's healthy enough fair moving on to the actual syllabus um carson wentz actually got traded like I don't know, right after we were done recording last week or right after this episode was put out, Carson Wentz was actually traded to the Colts for a third-round pick this year and a conditional second, which could turn into a first if he plays like 75% of the snaps or if he plays 70% and they make the playoffs. So a lot of moving parts with that draft pick. Hopefully he plays like 69.8% of the snaps and we make the playoffs and can keep that – First round or second, yeah, first round pick. Like we just bench him every fourth quarter or something. I wouldn't hate that idea, but uh, yeah, we've we've got Carson Wentz in Indianapolis now. I don't really know if it's a good move or not, but um, there's no going back. Where it's Wentz season in Indy. You uh, you know, it sounded like I sold you on on uh, Wentzy, and here we are, man. We're living the dream. You got your guy maybe hopefully and uh yeah join my guy jt colts man don't sleep yeah i hope i've got my guy because i don't want to go through this quarterback thing again next year once wentz's money has already kicked in but at least we're not eating 30 mil in dead cap with him so it's all about the price tag uh speaking of price tag uh the ncaa announced or i guess ea sports announced a few weeks back that um the NCAA football video game was coming back. Notre Dame came out this week saying that there wasn't going to be a Notre Dame football team in that game until the uh, the players could uh, make a little money off of it. Um, it. I mean, the game probably wasn't coming out anyways until the law was passed. So Notre Dame coming out and saying that really made no sense because there wasn't going to be, be a game for them to not let themselves in anyways. But they had to take take things into their own hands and make that statement uh, so if we do happen to get the game game early, um, there's not going to be a Notre Dame football team in it. Yeah, one of the funnier tweets I saw was, uh, "Yeah, nobody will know who the South Bend Leprechauns are," <laughs> which was an, which was a really good tweet. Um, but I downloaded uh, I downloaded Doug Flutie's Maximum Football uh, for this year uh, through Steam, so I could play on my laptop while I'm at work. 
uh, when it's not, not busy. So that tells you that tells you a lot in that statement alone. But uh, all the the Madison Bulldogs, I believe, is what the Badgers are. Uh, so I had to like go to a Reddit page to figure out the corresponding teams because Doug Flutie's game doesn't have the licensing. South Bend Leprechauns is a lot more blatant and very nice and upfront. So hopefully if the game comes out and there's no Notre Dame, South Bend Leprechauns is like a legal Avenue for them to, for them to take so that I don't get confused, man. Cause there were some, there was like some upper Carolina, like something or other in, in Doug Flutie's football game. And boy, was that just a interesting way to go about it. Like the upper Carolina Ram feet or something like that. Yes. It was, it was literally something like that. It was just so dumb. And even if, if we do get a game and there isn't licensing for every every team, somebody on the internet's going to make custom teams. Someone's going to make custom jerseys. Someone's going to make custom rosters. And you're going to have, have the full game, and it's not going to be any different. Yep. I can't wait to pay my probably $100 for the game, though. And oh. I have to buy a whole, whole new console, too. Console, too. So. Yeah, hopefully those consoles are readily available by the time that game comes out in four years. Yep. Then <laughs> in the NHL, uh, we had the- what, What's going to happen first, me graduate college or- <laughs> Or NCAA. <laughs> um, I'm going to put my money on EA Sports. Probably fair enough. Since you're not enrolled in a, in a university. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, moving on to the NHL, we had the NHL outdoors this weekend, kind of replacing the Winter Classic because, you know, this whole pandemic thing that's been going on for nearly a year now, um, <laughs> if you haven't heard about it. Yeah, there's this like virus or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It, it came from, from overseas maybe and like people are sick and, and some might some are dying, I guess. I don't know. I guess I haven't really been paying attention to the news. <laughs> sounds It sounds fake if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, who, what is it? NHL outdoors in Lake Tahoe um, overlooking the mountains, overlooking the lake. It was probably the sickest ice rink you could ever play on and i kind of hope that they never go back to the stadium winter classics and they only play outdoor games like that for fans can just like kind of walk up and watch they have like bleachers like at the high school football game that's kind of what i want one out of the the future of the nhl outdoor games uh we had the knights and the avalanche playing the first game it was like a three eastern start they played one period delayed it until midnight eastern because you know the sun has the sun is hot. Sun exists. And, and when you play hockey, you're playing on ice. And for those of you who didn't do well in high school um, or elementary school, maybe even preschool, ice is frozen water. So when the when the heat from the sun makes the ice warm, it starts to melt, and it's not good for the ice, which is not good for skating and not good for the whole sticky puck thing. So... I don't know. The NHL just didn't really factor that into into the uh, decision to play play a game at 3 p.m. They had to delay it till midnight Eastern. It's the longest intermission of all time. It's like, all right, we played one period. Take a seven hour break, and we'll finish the rest of the game later. <laughs> yeah, uh, they had that melting ice, unlike what Texas has gotten. If you've seen the videos on the internet, Jeez. the ice that burns. Uh, so <laughs> I couldn't help but throw that in. Oh man, yeah. This one, this this is when uh the sun 
like you said, took the ice and turned it from a solid to a liquid rather than from a solid to a gaseous state immediately. Um, but what a world we live in. It was a beautiful backdrop. Tahoe looked great. I saw people kind of shitting on that. They weren't actually playing like on the lake, which is like, how unsafe is that? Well, the lake wasn't frozen, so... (laughs) Yeah, also that, like, people were like, oh, so they're just playing on, like, a pond next to the the lake? I don't know if you saw that or if it was just me, but I saw, like, a couple tweets of it, and I was just like, I mean, are we, like, what are we doing here? I mean... (laughs) If they were if they were playing somewhere where the actual lake was thick and frozen, they probably would have built yeah. the rink there. But there were people on boats outside of the rink just tail, tailgating the game. Um, I forgot to mention it. The Avs did beat the Knights three two in the first game, and then the second game on Sunday was also supposed to be like a noon start, and that got pushed back to like eight thirty Eastern between my Bruins and the Flyers, where. The Bruin, I mean, the number one storyline was the ice. The number two storyline was the Bruins showing up to the game in like the 90s ski lift outfits and the bright neon jumpsuits and the the Walkman. Um, Patrice Bergeron was a little wild scene. And then the you know, the Bruins made made the Flyers look like an AHL club. I mean, come on. If you're gonna gonna give us an outdoor game, at least give us a little competition there. Holy smokes. They won like it was like it was three one or something. And I looked down at my phone and I looked up and it was five one. And then I went to make fun of our friend Frank, uh also a student union guy. He's a Philly guy. Went to make fun of him and then I look up and it's six (laughs) one. And then, you literally had to apologize to him. You're like, I'm sorry. I thought it was, I thought it was five one, but yeah, now it's six one. I want to properly make fun of you. I do, I just I I look down and we score a goal again. And then Pasta, I think, topped it off with the with the Hattie in the third period to make it seven one final. Is what I believe it actually was. Two, I think, is seven two. Wild game, absolutely wild game. I mean, big win. The Bruins and outdoor games just dominant, except the one that they did lose way way back way way back we're not gonna talk about wasn't that the first one no they lost the second one they played in i think it was at gillette they might have lost to the canadians Uh, canadians right yeah they beat the flyers in fenway they lost to the canadians in gillette they beat the blackhawks at notre dame and then they beat the flyers at tahoe there you go. What a history of the outdoor slash. Yeah, what a uh, what a history of you know classic. NHL outdoor games with with the Bruins. And you know, I mean that that's all we've got for the for the syllabus. You know, Hoppa, when we you know how we we're talking about the ice and you know like the sun really af- affects the water. You know, there's some there's like a product that you can put in your hair, and the one this company sells. The sun doesn't mess with it. Do you know what I'm talking about? What is Gibbs grooming? Correct. <laughs> okay, thank you. You got there eventually, Harry. It's, <laughs> it's Gibbs grooming. Gibbs grooming, basically, what happened this week was the sharp dress main shave gel was the sun and my beard was the ice at the uh, NHL outdoor games. Clean me right up. I've got a little shadowy now. You know, it's been a couple days, but we're looking good. Shaved it right down. Showing our second chin. Not proud of it, but, you know, it's it's what it is. We're getting ready for beach season. So today today is when we start grinding. But uh, all you have to do, if you want to do something similar, like shave your beard or keep your hair nice and beautiful, 
maybe moisturize those hairs by using or even tattoos. People forget you could use the Bushmaster beard oil also on tattoos if you're a tattoo person. But that being said, you can go to Gibbs Grooming, G-I-B-S, G-R-O-O-M-I-N-G.com, GibbsGrooming.com to get 15% off using the code HALL15, H-A-L-L-1-5. Use the code HALL15. You know what you can do, Harry, in another one of these analogies is you can have your, your total of Gibbs Grooming products. Hall 15 is the sun, and that total is the ice from the outdoors game. You can melt it down 15% and voila, there you go. You have a great experience. You have some great products for your hair, your beard, what else have you. GibbsGrooming.com, Hall 15. Use the code Hall 15 for 15% off. Man, that might have been a bit of a stretch, but Gibbs Grooming doesn't listen to this anyway, so they have no clue what we say about their product. Yeah, just tell the people how it goes, man. <laughs> we could do an anti-Gibbs read every week if we wanted to. Yeah. That's <laughs> an interesting way to go about business. <laughs> That'd be funny. All right. Uh, before we before we get into the golf talk, because that's really all we've got to uh, to talk about today, there's a... Talk about your feelings today, or or did you want to talk about something else first? No, we we're gonna we usually close the podcast talking golf. Okay, and, and Tiger is a golfer, so we're gonna get this out of the way first. Okay, and then we're gonna talk talk. And then we're Tiger. gonna let our feelings out. Yeah, then we're gonna cry, and then we're gonna collect ourselves, and then talk about the golf okay. tournament. Okay. Okay. Ready? Break. Ready. Break. Fernando Tatis Jr., you know, the face of baseball, kind of signed a massive, massive contract extension oh, yeah. um, over the week. What was it, like 13 years, 340 million or something like that? 14 years, 340 million in your pocket. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of ched, a lot of greenery, uh, etc. Yeah, uh, insane deal. Um, I would consider it probably the first of its kind seeing as it's a player who is uh not out of arbitration years like not didn't it's an extension um it wasn't like harper and machado in free agency um so i really it truly is more of what really a first of its kind i mean trout i guess but i don't think anybody I mean, trout had been playing for years before he got that extension yeah so you can call it what you will, but a pretty groundbreaking deal. Um, and I mean, there's nobody. I, <laughs> you're gonna sell that guy's jerseys, especially because they have so many different options uh, with the Padres. You're gonna sell that guy's jerseys for years. Obviously, there's a lot of potential. You just hope it doesn't come back and bite you in the ass. I'm sure that there are legalities in there with time and some incentives and all that kind of stuff. I although I didn't see. I know. I know. Baseball is usually pretty guaranteed money. Maybe I should have done my research. I just saw, I just saw he's going to be there for a while, and was like, "Great, that's one less person who's free agency I have to worry about." Yeah, yeah. the The bad thing about it though is that he did sign the contract to play baseball for the next fourteen years in the state of California. So that three hundred forty million dollar contract really is a is a net one hundred sixty four million after the California taxes, which is yep. still a lot of money, but not as much as if he would have, you know been playing for like the marlins or something not that the marlins have 340 mil to throw around for the next 14 years but you get what i'm saying yeah um looking at it it's all 
uh, end loaded pretty much as he gets to his prime years, which for baseball is roughly 26 to about 30. Um, he's pretty cheap. And then once he hits 30 years old, he's 36 million until he's 35. Wow. What a man, what a deal. And full no trade clause. I mean, it's pretty much, it's really is pretty much just about as by the book as you can get just he's gonna be there for a long time so yeah and i mean it makes me sit and wonder because i remember when when harper signed his contract and what was his like 300 million 10 for 300 yeah yeah and i saw that and i was like mookie Betts is gonna get like 350 375 and i was like harp or trout's gonna get like four 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 fifty and I mean, both of them took for went for much less, didn't they? No, Trout is Trout says it. His extension was like, is yeah, he got four twenty five. He okay, so he did cross the four. So he is the highest total number in baseball, right? Uh, he's so his is to the fours. Yeah, he's he's got the biggest deal in terms of total value, but uh, Bauer has the average annual value. Yeah, so total value is the four twenty five. It just makes me wonder, at what point does that stop? Because, I mean, deals just, you see it in every sport, deals just continue to get larger and larger and larger. But they can only go so far. Like, you're not going to see, like, a 15-year, $1 billion contract. No, I don't think you'll see that, but I think... I think the possibility with the way, unless baseball changes, which there certainly could be after this is, this is a story that we did touch on the Mariners um, GM CEO um, talking about how they would manipulate service time um, for contracts. Um, So there's, there's certainly a possibility that changes, especially with a lockout pretty much that's been looming for about three or four years here anyways, um, which I believe is next year is kind of what we have to worry about. Um, but yeah, it was. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty interesting to see um, how contracts go. I do think you you might see because because of the way that arbitration and pre arbitration works is like you don't really get a chance to get guys unless it's a trade um, for for really those first six years of the of the how controllable they are. Um, so I believe that um, you, you're going to see more contracts like Bowers with. Um, like 30 or 40 over a co- only like a couple years where they're getting like 120 mil um, over three years because of the, the average annual value. But for, um, for the sake of talking about it, you know, you're going to get, um, you're going to get Mike Trout for technically 30, it might be 35 and a half million um, for his, basically the rest of his, his life until he's 38 per his current contract. But um, you're going to get uh, Fernando Tatis for a lot cheaper um, until he hits that 30 year old mark. Then he's going to be 36 mil. So it'll be interesting how these average number works. If you just want to see if guys are going to, you know, want to stay longer um, in places like Harper Machado, et cetera, um, Trout, or, or if we we're going to see more guys be like Bauer, I think it's going to start be, start being splitting into two unless you're uh, a, like a really pretty average to above average player who's just not going to you know require that much money. Yeah, but like, I mean, unless they change the rules, eventually they're going to have to have to hand out the the four seventy five, the five hundred, the five twenty five contracts 
increase incrementally in every sport and every position every year. Like NFL money is nowhere near MLB money, but every time a contract gets an extension, they're the new highest paid quarterback. So I imagine, I imagine if the Browns are smart, Baker Mayfield's the first to get an extension, he'll be the highest paid quarterback. Then it's yeah. going to be Lamar Jackson's the highest paid quarterback. Then it's going to be Josh Allen's the highest paid quarterback. And that money just keeps going up every time there's another extension. And it's similar in baseball that you see 300 mil for Harper, 425 for uh, Trout. What's what's Mookie at? Mookie's at three something. Uh, I think he yes. was. Oh, I think he was flat three fifty. Let me double check. Let you get. Check. What did we just say? Tatis was. He was three forty. Like it just it mm-hmm. goes up. It it continuously goes up. Three sixty five is Mookie. Twelve three sixty five. Jesus. And like so, unless baseball changes the rules, like eventually over the course of time whether it, it for in this case it would be years and years unless they change you're going to hit that close to the billion mark and then it's yeah. just going to be absurd it's actually interesting he's going to be uh so once mookie's contract is over and i'm assuming his contract is over um or his career's over in 2032 when he'll be 39 years old so 2033 mookie will be 40 Basically, half his contract or 115 million is deferred until 33 and 44, which is interesting because he's a year younger than Trout. Um, his average annual value is less, but Trout's money, I mean, it doesn't say if it's deferred, but there's nothing saying it is going to be deferred. So that's going to be that's going to be something that'll be interesting to see the situation that these teams are in later. I mean, I don't think the Dodgers will be hurting to pay deferred money and a lot of it, but uh like you said with the California tax, he's, Mookie de- definitely didn't make the actually that or isn't going to end up making all that much, but Mookie, some of these guys might end up being the Bobby Bonillas where they're getting paid for years upon years after some of these deals are over. Oh, 100% and then you you have guys that that signed their extensions early, like a Xander Bogarts. And yes, it's a Red Sox player. That's just because the market that I know, he signed his extension very early on a very team-friendly deal, probably assuming that the Red Sox were going to use the free money to keep JD, keep Sale, keep Mookie. Um, No one saw Benny being as bad as he was last year getting shipped out. He probably took that deal assuming they're trying to keep the core together. And now he has an opt-out looming at the end of 2022, and he just sees the money that that Tatis is getting paid. He's like, hmm, I can opt out and sign a $330 million contract as one of the premier shortstops in, in baseball. Um, yeah, let me let me do that. And you've got <laughs> um what's the dude in um Washington? Uh the Nationals? Yes. Corbin, Patrick Corbin. No, the the young, young Juan Soto. Okay, yeah. Juan, I thought you were talking. Okay, my bad. Juan Soto. He's going to be the next one to get to get paid like that, and it's certainly not going to be in Washington if they weren't going to do it for Harper. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting too. Like you bring up Soto, but like another star of the game, Acuna, right now signed that stupid team friendly deal where he's getting like fifty million. He's like basically. 50 million dollars but 
um, the other argument or the other side of things that I wanted to bring up too is that not only is, so is Acuna, but then um, it'll be interesting because like with Tatis's contract right now, he's only getting a paid like a million dollars this year. So in all reality, like if he's an MVP this year, like it, it'll be interesting to see how teams, if they keep doing these huge long deals with, with their superstars, with your MVP caliber players, if you're going to see, um, you know, this tiny, them still playing for a tiny salary only to backload it. Um, because I think everybody is this way um, in one way or another, but, the the future me problem kind of person where like let's just pay him a fuck ton later we'll worry about that when it gets there um or have to rework the contract that's that's the thing is you can always go back and rework it um so it's not as finite as people people make it out to be so it'll it'll be interesting to see if if the justification for tatis now paying him you know seven million dollars in two years um was worth giving him 36 million after his after he's had his prime and oh i'm assuming you know, a lot of postseason games, a lot of mileage on his legs and on his arm, and etc. Yeah, I, th- I don't honestly, I don't even think teams sign guys to these contracts antis- anticipating having to pay them that backloaded money. I I feel like they anticipate on being able to trade them somewhere else and getting most of that money paid for by the team that they're trading them to. Shout out Colorado Rockies. They'll they'll always pay you to take their stud players. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It, I don't know sports contracts. I guess I'm not an agent. I'm not a law student. They just it never make it never makes sense to me, especially in baseball. It's almost like baseball's just printing money in in those GM offices. Yeah, pretty much all you have to do to figure out like sports contracts, uh, or at least like pretty much the best way to do it is just look up what they're supposed to make this year, and then just go from there. Like, not even worry about what five years down the road looks like. You know we like to bet our fair share of sports here at Student Union Sports, but it isn't always easy to find a reputable source to place a bet. At Student Union Sports, we are big fans of BUSR.com's partnership alert. BUSR is your go-to location for all sports betting and online gaming. Bet on your favorite sports events today, including the NFL, biggest winners and losers, NBA, college football, even college basketball, and many other sports. If you're into betting the ponies, BUSR also offers the best promos, bonuses, and odds of any online race book. If you think you're a savvy sports better, BUSR is the place to go. If you go and head on over to BUSR.com slash student union sports today, you will receive 20% on your sign-up bonus and up to 8% in rebates every single day. Again, that's BUSR.com slash student union sports you can also find that link in the bio of our podcast plus on the front pages of our website and twitter go to busr.com slash student union sports today to start your betting is it, is it speaking time? about five years down the road yeah it's five years on the road we have no clue what what to expect here uh, before we get into this weekend's golf uh, as we mentioned this morning uh, 7, 12 a.m. Pacific time. Tiger Woods was in a single car accident. Um, it's being reported that he was on his way to his second second day of shooting for a Golf Digest shoot at Rolling Hills Country Club. If you've been following along on Twitter, you might have seen him with Jada Smith, um, 
Dwayne Wade and David Spade, David Spade yesterday doing a shoot for Golf Digest. I'm assuming it's like a vlog series video or and then photograph thing for for a Golf Digest story. Um, I guess he was late, running late. He was supposed to be there at 7.30. I saw it reported that Drew Brees is one of the people he was working with today. Yeah. Um, so he was late for that. Uh, they said he was conscious at the scene. He was able to talk to de- deputies. He was the only person in the vehicle. I know after seeing him at Riviera and his Jim Nance conversation, a lot of people thought that he looked stoned out of his mind, begging the question of if he's on pain pe- pain meds again, seeing that he's coming off back surgery. And he was like giving short answers, which is nothing different for Tiger, but it was just like very unusual. Like even Jim Nance was like, what's going on here? He looked weird, but they said that there's no signs of impairment and it's not currently something they're investigating as a cause. Um, I did say see that they said airbags prevented it from being fatal. If you saw pictures of the car, it yeah. was destroyed. Um, so be, just being able to survive that and be conscious when deputies get there is insane. It was originally important that the jaws of life were used to pull him out. And then way later, that was refuted. They said they just used an axe. He had to be pulled out through the windshield. He has injuries to both legs. His agent tweeted out that he went into surgery. It hasn't been reported what surgery was what the injuries were i've seen people say compound fractures i've seen people say broken legs no one really knows um and yet as as far as i know tiger or his team haven't tweeted anything out on this yet um i've been constantly refreshing twitter since about (laughs) noon today trying to figure out what's going on here after i saw the initial initial tweet it's just it's shocking like he's not dead initial reports never were that that he was dead but it was the same kind of feeling that i got when when kobe died and i saw the first tweet and i sat there uninterrupted for the next 40 minutes i was i was in a in a meeting or conference training or something and i was like fully on my phone just scrolling like i think kobe just died just waiting for someone other than tmz to report it and it was the same kind of feeling today and i didn't i knew he wasn't wasn't dead but i was just like oh my gosh like my childhood hero like you can see yeah. there's a tiger on my driver back there on my, <laughs> in my golf bag. It's like tiger's pretty big, big deal for me as a, as a golfer and a golf fan. And as he is for many other people. And it was just a jarring tweet out of nowhere. And just like one of those heart just sinks to your bottom of your stomach kind of things. Yeah. Um, I know like you, you FaceTime me right away. And I was like, excuse me. And I had to go shut my office door in case I started just like bawling because like you said, I mean, it wasn't like there wasn't any really reporting that like his life was necessarily in danger, but the thought that also, Hey, nobody knows uh, was extremely terrifying, which is really weird um, to say about somebody you don't even know. Um, Like you said, similar to the Kobe thing. And I know a a very popular, um, topic right now that i don't i don't think is necessary to get into um per se based off of the fact that it's somebody who's deceased and somebody who um is thankfully all right um but yeah the the impact that those two have had um and you know almost you know a little over a year since since kobe i think the tiger thing was extremely scary I'm just glad he's okay, man. I don't know. Like I cried when Brett Favre retired. I'm planning on crying when like, well, when I thought he was going to retire, 
at least for Brett Favre. I'm, you know, I'm planning on crying anytime if my teams ever decide to win a championship. I'm planning on crying, like when Aaron Rodgers retires. Uh, I cried for Braun already, even though he could technically come back. You know, when it comes to the big things in sports, there's nothing wrong with crying. And uh, yeah, today was it was really close. I'm very glad he's okay. I would I will say I need a second version of the return to glory um, after we were kind of talking about it uh, last week. So yeah, that was, that was tough, scary news. It's just like all of a sudden your phone blows up. It's like, it's weird how Twitter makes the world stop and you just, but you you're constantly refreshing to get any more news. Um, And especially with the time difference being like two, three hours, if you're on the central and East coast, like, that happened at seven ten at like seven twelve, like you said, and all of a sudden it's like, you know, twelve one o'clock here, and, and we've been you know refreshing for forty minutes. So like, there's like no news, just the time difference, and it was just it was scary. But thankfully he's okay, man. It's obviously the question is, I mean, do you think he plays again? Yeah, I was just about to say that, especially like I guess it's hard to say until we fully know what the procedures were and what the extent of his injuries are, but. He's already um, re- was recovering from a back sur- a back surgery, even though it was a, a small procedure. It's what his fourth procedure on his back. I mean, was- I don't know that I have enough fingers on my hands to. I'm sure he's had the arthroscopic stuff, the tiny surgeries, the slightly invasive stuff too. Who knows? Yeah, the the dude has had more surgery than he might have a Guinness record for most surgeries <laughs> on, on a singular athlete. If we're being honest. Um, so he's already recovering from that. You can't imagine that a what could have been a fatal car accident. You, I can't imagine what that does to a recovering back, and then throw on lower uh, lower body injuries, leg injuries, whether that be a broken leg, two broken legs, compound fractures, which is a guy who's already torn his ACL anyways. A guy who's already torn an ACL and MCL, PCL. He's literally if. If it could go Dude, wrong. no wonder he's he's literally no wonder people think he's a machine. He's literally being rebuilt. Yeah, he's li- he's literally Darth Vader. It's the scene at the <laughs> end of the end of the uh, jeez, Revenge of the Sith when when Palpatine's built up, nerd waking up Darth Vader and he's waking up on the chair and he's just like all metal and they're putting the helmet on him like that's them when they're putting like the T Dub hat on him and like the red the red mock <laughs> neck. He's literally Darth Darth Vader. When that's when he's so scary down the stretch when Fino and Molinari were at the Masters and they hit those tee shots into the water, it's because they're behind him. They just have Tiger going. <laughs> His eyes just like turn red like a robot, like lasers coming out. He pulls, out that, he pulls out that nine iron and it's like. <laughs> I'm glad we're, fi- we're able to find a little bit of light in this because, man, yeah. He's Darth Vader. He's unbreakable. I mean, okay. I mean, we talked about it. I don't, I don't, are we the kiss of death? Cause like we talked about like at the end of the year. Um, and when, especially when we did the, uh, I think there's a first uh, heavens dinner table draft, like who's next. And like, since then, since the new year, we've had Hank Aaron um, and, and plenty of other um, notable people, uh, especially athletes. So I'm uh, I don't know how I feel about this right now. I, mean, I think we might be the kiss of death, man. The only person who was named in that segment was, was Betty White and she's still kicking. So I don't think we're the kids. Fair enough. 
But I mean, back to the question of if we think Tiger ever plays again, it's going to be, I saw one report that says if he makes, it's going to be almost impossible for him to make a comeback. Like is an unimaginable comeback, especially if it is like two compound fractures in his legs, plus whatever happened to his back in it. And then having to recover from all of that and then relearn, relearn to walk and swing again. It's like there's a and decent fight that Tiger addiction. Hey, alleged. There's a oh, decent possibility that like next time we see Tiger Woods, he's in a wheelchair just because he's in he's trying to recover and learn how to walk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know that we see him play again. Um, and it feels stolen, man, because this was another year where all the majors are kind of at places where it's like, dude, this kind of gears up for Tiger. Obviously, we're a month and a half from the masters, um, which he just won. Um, it's tough, man. And obviously we just had, he, he was just with Charlie, his son, um, caddying. So like not only that, but how does that, you know, affect him being his caddy or, or being there for Charlie in the future? Um, and obviously you have Jack's record, that kind of stuff. I know, I don't know if you saw on the, uh, the golf podcast that we listened to, uh, on their Instagram page, but they showed Jack Nicholas's tweet. Mm-hmm. It was like Barbara and I, and I was just like, "Fuck you and Barbara, man." Yeah, I want it. I want it on record that I do <laughs> think that I do think Tiger Woods is going to play professional golf again. I think. I mean, I think that's after this. If it is as bad as what it seems, he's going to be like, "All right, I." am close to retirement, but I'm not going to let this be the end of me. Like he's Tiger Woods. He's battled back from so much. I think he is going to step, set foot in a professional golf tournament again, whether it's one last masters, one last. That's, that's absolutely um, it. Jack's tournament, the Memorial, you know, he loves that one so much or whether it is one of his tournaments being the Genesis or the hero or whatever. Fuck, it the, fuck Genesis. What yeah. a shit car brand. I want, I want that on record. <laughs> yeah. Regardless uh, of what comes out. I do think he makes makes another comeback attempt, but on the off chance that he doesn't, I think it is fitting that the last time we see Tiger play professional golf is at the PNC when he's playing a two ball with his son. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I'm obviously, obviously, we are in the same boat. I hope, I hope and pray we see Tiger again. I would love to see one a second return to glory um, at Augusta. Uh, hope hope it's a speedy recovery, man. If there's some if there's a bionic person out there that can do it i want it on record he's gonna win again he will be back he will win another major i will stand firmly on that hill until there's no more saying so so yeah and um can you just imagine like what the nance call is gonna be if tiger wins oh my god do you want me to cry (laughs) like he, you know that Nance is sitting like in his basement, just like son of a gun. I have to think of another call. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's especially because, like, what if he, what if he like holes out on like seventeen, and he and he has to like, and that's like it's like a holes out or something for eagle. I guess wait, seventeen's a par three, right? Yeah. Okay. No six. I don't know. Fifteen's a par five. I learned that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say whatever on 16 17 like he like eagles for like and takes like a four hole lead like then what do you do like he nance has to have like five things ready to go i imagine it's it's going to be something like this it'd be like like the unimaginable the greatest comeback in golf history 
he has done it or some something like that. It's gonna oh, be dude, along those lines. Just a, a final putt out with a he has done it would just I I literally got I'm don't know if you can see this with my haircut, but chills just down my spine thinking about it. Jim yeah. Nance will be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, him and I are about to become good friends here soon. So I'll, I'll ask him about it. Maybe I'll get to help him help him write the the call for for when Tiger wins in twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three Masters, baby. <laughs> yeah. Calling it now. Can we be with Sark? Can we get a futures odds on that now? <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Now I'm glad we're laughing and smiling now because most of the afternoon we probably we really weren't. Um, getting into this week's action. Max Homa, the hometown LA kid, wins at Riviera, pretty much like his home course, the course that he grew up from a little child going to, wanting to get high fives from from the man tiger. He's always wanted to win there. He got it done in a playoff against Tony Finau, Mr. Top Ten. I think that's his new nickname. Yeah. Not not even new nickname. He's got like 37 top tens in his career. An un, an unthinkable number of top tens. Like Borderline impressive number number of top. Tiger, Tiger Woods is to mass or is to major championships as Tony Finau is to runner ups and T fives. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that Tony is pretty close to the number of uh, T tens Tiger has, but Tiger has like at least eighty some, eighty three, eighty one top tens just in his wins <laughs> alone. So yeah. Tony's really not even close in that in that regard. But it was a pretty good good Sunday Sam Burns I mean had the lead for most of it um Homa just consistently kept playing well he birdied 17 and then he throws the dart into three feet on 18 just you know to miss a three three footer which I guess professional golfers they miss three foot putts which like it honestly uh my it was my observation and then listening to Max on his podcast talking about it on Monday he was like yeah, after I watched it, it wasn't even a bad putt. It just broke a lot more than we thought it was going to break. Like, Which and- is funny because, like, it looked like it, when you watch the slow mo replay, it looks like he took a hammer and absolutely hit the shit out of it. <laughs> I mean, he also said it on his podcast that he was like nervous as hell that he's sitting there, like, thinking about like Tiger congratulating him because Tiger's standing there on off 18, like his childhood hero. He tweeted that he spent like fifth he spent his like 15 years of his childhood just trying to get a high five from Tiger at that course. And then, then he's got Tiger getting ready to hand him a trophy and say congratulations for winning. Um and then he go they go into go into the playoff and it was I don't know, it was on the first playoff hole on 10 when he hits that his tee shot up against that tree and it looked like the most impossible chip out of mm-hmm. all time like it literally looked like uh for a right-handed golfer his only options were to like drill like a four iron off the tree and try to bounce it backwards real quick or to just <laughs> chip out to the side and hope you can get up and down for par and that tony doesn't birdie um and he pulls off the un- what felt like an unthinkable golf shot which even when him talking about it he was like yeah it wasn't as hard as what what you guys are making that out to be like it was it was a difficult shot but like Oh, professional golfer. Come on, man. Like I can, I can pull that one off and he pulled it off to perfection. Um, and I honestly, I hate seeing guys win in a playoff because their opponent misses a putt. Like you always want the playoff, the end of you making like the clinch, the clutch birdie, the clutch Eagle, or even like a clutch par putt. If, if you, if it has to be that, 
Yeah. I hate I hate seeing those playoffs end with Tony missing the putt and then Max it and they're just like, oh, like I guess I I made par and I won. <laughs> yeah. That's uh what a time to be alive. Yeah, Finau is this this season alone already, nine events, five top tens. I mean, pays well, but holy shit. Um I mean, he's well on his way to winning a FedEx Cup with that with that kind of performance. Dude, he's how is he sixth? He's sixth in the in the standings right now. Like, how does that make sense? Because you win you get a lot of points when you win golf tournaments. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, it's the one thing that eludes them, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. Now, I did tell you about a little Puerto Rico Open stat, which this week is the Puerto Rico Open. Uh, that ties into Tony Finau. So, 11-year history of this tournament. Um, and every person who has won it has not won a single tournament since winning it, except for Michael Bradley, who's only win was repeating at the Puerto Rico Open. So people are talking Tony Finau's last and single win, the Puerto Rico Open. 2016, baby. 2016. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who wins this week. Notable runner-ups, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Bryson DeChambeau, all Jason Day's won the major, right? Yes, PGA. He beat Spieth at Whistling, your backyard. Thank you. Good call. Um, So... All major winners, so some about second place, some about first place. So it'll be fun to see this week. Um, who, who if, anyone, if anyone knows how to come in second place, it is Tony Fino. <laughs> if there's, if there, is that the reverse curse to like to not, to win again? He has to get second this week. Yeah, he has to he has to get second at the at the Puerto Rico Open, or like, is it like the like the golf podcast we listen to talk about Tiger and his horcruxes. Is it like he has, yeah. to, he has to reverse the win, like give the check that he won to charity or something <laughs> so it like negates that win. So he can go win somewhere else. Did be awesome. Like say he was on PEDs at the time. So they, they like strip him of the win. <laughs> I don't know if golf has PEDs or not, but <laughs> he, he starts juicing currently. And then he's just like, he's like, yeah, I, w- I was on these in 2016. So you, <laughs> you should probably strip that win from me. Can you say I just got like fourth or third? <laughs> WD me, please. Yes, absolutely. But it, it does beg the question of like, why? Cause like Tony Fino is obviously a world-class golfer. Like it's really hard to get top 10, top five, finish second in a PGA tour event. And honestly, I think his problem is that he's just like, he's so nice that guys just don't fear him down the stretch and the big moments. Like, obviously you hear about guys set talk about Tiger's like killer attitude and how scary Tiger was in his prime. Like at any moment, like Tiger's just going to stomp on your throat. And like when Jordan Spieth and the mental mess that he is when he was winning, like at any time he could just go berserk and snap a club and throat punch you. I'm like Rory McIlroy, he might be like five foot five, but he's like the most jacked human of all time. <laughs> Bryson down the stretch, you've got to be afraid of the roid rage. And honestly, yeah. if he just took a swing at you with his driver, you would die. And then DJ, like, I'm not even gonna say what I said about DJ to to Hoppa, but like DJ's even got that intimidation factor about him. But like, Finau's just like the nicest guy in the world. Like he lives in. Utah of all states, and you know what they say about people in Utah, they're just really nice. 
Is that what they say about people in Utah? I'm unaware of this fact that they're all just really nice. Well, it, it was more like the um, a, a stereotype of a religion that's pretty popular in Utah with those people being very nice. And I don't think that Tony Fino is part of that. But like, if you're around those people, the niceness just rubs off on you. Like, he's a genuinely really nice guy. And I feel like that just hurts him. Like, he doesn't have like that psychopath x factor that it needs to scare the hell out of somebody down the stretch and like intimidate them to just so you can take over the tournament like the dude's gonna have to shoot like 61 for four days in a row and win by 40 shots if he's gonna win a tournament i yeah i mean he's gonna have to do what like dj did what was that uh man what tournament was that last year where he went like 30 under in second place was like 16 under Yeah. It was like 28 and 16. Like that's literally, he's literally going to have to shoot. Like, like you said, like 61, he'd probably throw in a 59. I don't know if 57 is attainable anywhere, but like a couple, a couple hole in ones on some par threes. I think he just, he has to go play the John Deere classic. The, gotta, I mean, he's got to go play one of those tournaments that like nobody plays in besides yep. the Puerto Rico open. He's got to go play one of those weak field tournaments on a shorter course that he can just blow everyone out of the water on. He's got to go play John Deere. He's got to go play. I mean, traditionally, Harbor Town doesn't have that big of a field, and it's a pretty short course. Um, it's tight, but it's short. It's at the week after the Masters. Most guys don't play it. Mm-hmm. He's got to go play somewhere with a weaker field on a shorter course and just blow him out of the water, get his confidence back, get his swagger back, as we said last week, and, and just see where it takes him. <laughs> yeah we need i need a tony like i need a tony win bad but hey i mean nothing like an automatic top 10 profitability but that at this point there's no way that can be like plus money right like you just have to if you're a sports book that has to be minus like you, you can check for this week can't you is he playing in puerto rico uh no clue let me check our friends at bsr i wonder if they're gonna have the lines up this early he is not playing at the Puerto Rico Open. Thank God. I guess. Wait, no. He's got. He's not able to. He's not able to reverse the curse. But he is plus one twenty five. That's just free money. I'm pretty sure. I mean, yeah. Tony Finau top ten feels. I mean, I have because like if you pay really close attention to golf, you've kind of understood like the Tony Finau top ten running joke thing uh, for a while. And I feel like you've tried to tried to just play that one to your advantage a couple times and got burned on like a T11 or T12 or something. Well, if you remember, I bet him, what was it, T5 at PGA. PGA, and they said too many people finished T5, so I was given my money back. That one, yes, that was horse. I did just rep- responsibly place $50 on him to go to top 10. Breaking news alert, we have an update from ESPN that Tiger Woods did indeed suffer compound leg fracture and a shattered ankle in his car accident. Not going to cry. He's okay. He's alive. Compound fractures. I had a buddy who had one, and he was fine within like a year or so. Shattered ankle doesn't sound good. I'm okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. It's certainly not okay, but I'm okay. It's certainly not good. But as I said, I think he does make a uh, make a comeback again. Okay, back to uh, Tony Finau. That breaking news update is brought to you by my soundboard app. 
Bleacher reports a two leg fractures in the shattered ankle. So I don't know what the difference is, but either way. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I just responsibly placed $50 on Tony Fino top 10. <laughs> so I did it responsibly within my means. Oh, there's Hoppa's golf bet of the week is Tony Finau top 10 plus 125 at the WGC. Plus 125 at the UW, at the, UW the WGC. Are they in Mexico this week? Oh, no, they're not in Mexico because of COVID. They're playing that in like Texas or something, right? Um, Once the PGA Tour open, app opens, then I can tell you specifically. Let's see. In Bradenton, Florida, the concession golf club. The concession. It would be nice if someone could like concede and get Tony a, a win, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I think I'm good. I don't think I have any other bets. Let's do we wanna no, I don't I don't think I there's I I'm not going to responsibly be able to bet on the Puerto Rico open. <laughs> <laughs> there's no bet that I could have that would make any sense. Ian Poulter top ten. Now that sounds that sounds like easy money. Also, uh, as before we before we sign off, as we're talking about the Puerto Rico Open, want to shout out to an almost early lecture hall guest and Dylan Meyer who um, Monday qualified today to get into that tournament. So shout out Dylan Meyer. Maybe or maybe not. You'll see him on this podcast at some. Point. Shout out the guy who we've been trying to get on the show for like a year. Yeah, still hasn't showed up. I mean. You know, the, the pride of the corn fairy tour. <laughs> we should call it a wrap. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Lecture Hall. If you are a person who prays, have Tiger Woods in your prayers. If you're not a person who does that, I don't know. Just think think about him a lot. Think know. about him positively and responsibly place $50 on Tony Finau to get a top 10 at the WGC. Yeah, and then you can do that at VOSR.com, and then you can use those winnings to go to GibbsGrooming.com and use code HALL15 and get 15% off that order. And honestly, if you have anything left over, maybe I'm sure Tiger doesn't need it, but maybe send it to the Tiger Foundation as a – actually, yeah, send it to the Tiger Woods Foundation yeah. as, a, as a tribute to Tiger and a get well soon gift that's going to do it for this week thank you guys for listening class is dismissed this is